Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hello, pro wrestling fans. Welcome in on another Saturday edition of Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I am your weekend host, joined across the way by the purveyor of the Hall of Pain, the Hall of Famer, the one and only Mark Henry. Mark, we got a stack show for the listeners coming up today on the podcast version. We're going to be hitting the news from SmackDown last night, including Money in the Bank going through some very uh, significant changes for this year. Obviously, given the circumstances, we're having a climb the corporate ladder match at Titan Tower in Stanford, Connecticut. What? So excited about seeing what this match could be. Uh, The WWE Titan Tower is famous and the whole thrill of it is, will we get to see Vince's office? That is Mark Henry. I am Ryan McKinnell. This is Busted Open Radio on a Saturday podcast edition. Click that play button and let's get it going. We are going to be getting to Otis and Mandy very, very soon. That continuing saga. You know what, Mark? That might be the single biggest thing I missed over the last month not being on here with you on Saturdays. And many thanks to the godfather of Busted Open, the creator, and uh, the one and only Dave LaGreca for holding it down. Going full bore for the last month or so going six days a week no stopping Dave LaGreca screaming into pillows driving everybody around him crazy and uh, I know he had a lot of fun with you Mark but it did it hurt not being able to celebrate uh, Otis and Mandy's union or or coming together after Wrestlemania but actually I should say shout out to the uh, nation and the nation show that they put on we actually did get to join up with them the discord after. yeah yeah at the discord so we did get to celebrate a little bit with Otis and Mandy and we will celebrate a little bit more and talk more about them here uh, as the show goes on and as we talk about the show here on Busted Open and a Saturday uh, that will be the return of Weekly Winter Mark. In hour two, we will give listeners our uh, favorite show of the week in the world of professional wrestling. But before we do, as we talk about the world of professional wrestling, man, it was a it was just a bummer of a week in pro wrestling, kind of all around. Mark, um, the shows were really good. Actually, all the shows were good from Raw to SmackDown to to AEW to NXT. Uh, all really good shows, but obviously um, highlighted uh, by the passing just yesterday of of Howard Finkel. And I, uh, Mark, I know you guys came on the air yesterday and and did a tribute show, and I listened to some of it, and I, I know you guys got to share your memories I don't have those memories with Howard I never met Howard but I I do have the just I guess the the honor of being like seven years and respect but being seven years old when that dude introed Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan I watched it last night they played it after Smackdown you know what I mean like to grow with him and have him be the voice of my childhood in pro wrestling and, and to be you know that sort of 
that childlike wonderment to, to, to have that voice ring in my head forever. I feel so honored, man. And it was so awesome listening to you guys yesterday. And I just wanted to say to his family, to his friends, to Mark, to you, to all the wrestlers and, and, and company people out there listening, man, I, I, I can't imagine what you guys are going through. Cause Mark, um, it's one of those things that you hear it a lot, you know, when people pass on. He was loved by everyone and always have nice things to say. But, Mark. I, but it I, wasn't I, always true to, exactly, to most people's exactly. standards. But exactly. to Howard, it was. It was yeah. truly, truly um, a, a, a uncle, like the great uncle type of feeling. The, the uncle that used to let you say cuss words. You know, the <laughs> uncle that when everybody the turned cool their uncle. head would give you a sip of beer. Like, hey, yeah. don't tell your mama I did this. Howard was the cool guy. He was he was the fun guy. And he had a great sense of humor and was a big Jets fan. And we used to talk sports. And 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 Howard was very loyal. He he was the probably the most loyal person that I've ever met. And uh he, he helped us a lot. But you know what, man? Like, rather than be as somber and feel like um um, I I'm drifting away into like this sadness. Like yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm gonna get fired up today, man, for Howard, just like Howard would, and dedicate this show to him today, and uh, keep on a positive note today. Is so much going on in 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 the world of sports entertainment today and pro wrestling. And, you know, it's it, there, there's a lot of sadness, like you said, going on, sure. you know, with yeah. all of the talent that have lost their jobs. And um, we were going to have to touch on that, you know, and, and, and I know it's it's a hard thing, but, you know, it's it's got to be addressed. And I, I feel bad for everybody. It's been a tough time, just like you said, it's been a tough time. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing, and we are going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, Mark, one thing that we can look at in terms of a positive from earlier in the week and those releases happening, that means that some of these guys, we saw Mike Bennett just post uh, uh, yesterday, Friday, um, on Twitter, social media, I can't wait to wrestle again. And I don't feel like that was a dig at WWE. We know what the divide is. We know that, listen, WWE is sports entertainment, and they do certain things that nobody else in the entire wrestling world can do. Do, and that is their place. They are the business, especially in North America. But for some of these guys and girls, it's going to give them an opportunity to let their creative juices flow in a way that maybe they weren't getting, you know, the, what they wanted in WWE. So, it, it, yes, it is unfortunate. And you talk about the agents and producers and some of the other people that, uh, uh, you know, are out of work right now. We hope that obviously they will be back. There is a positive there, Mark, to where we can start getting excited about, okay, now that some of these wrestlers are free agents, how do we think they're going to thrive and where do we think they're going to thrive in the uh, world of professional wrestling but before we get to that let's start off the show mark henry and take a look at smackdown it was an interesting smackdown it was an event filled smackdown and probably the biggest news coming out of smackdown i would say at least from yesterday mark is we find out about money in the bank and what it is going to entail and mark for the first time ever and i cannot wait to get your thoughts on this and how this is going to play out it is a corporate 
corporate, climb the corporate ladder to the money in the bank. Uh, what we know, Mark, is not a lot. There are some pictures that have leaked, but uh, it still doesn't say what the story is going to be, right? It is going to be the money in the bank ladder match, but it is going to be happening at WWE headquarters, and the match will end. It will start on the ground floor in Stanford, and will go all the way up to the roof of WWE headquarters. This, Mark, this creates limitless possibilities to what they could do potentially with the storytelling here. Oh man, it could be like a Donkey Kong. It could be like a video <laughs> game. It could be yeah. like uh the old Tron movies. It could I can see Vince landing a helicopter on the roof and <laughs> handing somebody the title, You deserve this. Uh, anything. You can if you can make it up, if you can think it, it can be done in pro wrestling. And I think that that is the thing that is is happening in this pandemic is we're actually being allowed even more so than before yep. to rely on coming up with something that's going to be so creative and so out of the box that you just sit back and go, I can't believe that that just happened. Did that just happen? I mean, it's you're just not, like you're not wrong. You're I'm, not wrong I'm excited. And I, and I hope that yeah. the really creative people are able to voice those opinions and try Just throw shit at the wall and see yeah. what sticks. Don't do what's common. Don't do what's expected. Do the unexpected. That's what we, that's what we want anyway. Well, case in point, Mark, look at the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania. That was birthed out of chaos. It was birthed out of this pandemic. It was birthed of out of, I guess, the cliche of when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And it turned into one of my most enjoyable memories in WrestleMania history. And that was done again, birthed out of chaos. So you're not wrong. These situations can create memorable moments. And I feel like I feel like this money in the bank has all that possibility just because of. You know, you know WWE headquarters. You've been there. You've been going there for 20-plus years, right? We don't know WWE oh, yeah. headquarters. I know how to get around there. Right, we I, don't. I mean, I can't wait so to see what, what's going to happen with going down in the gym, down in the, on a basement floor. Right. Like, the, the stairs. Like, you can take the stairs through these doors all the way up to the top of Titan Tower. The elevator. You know, like, uh, there's a parking garage that, you know, the parking garage goes to each floor. But on the top floor, you have to go into the building to go up the stairs and, you know, to work your way to the roof. But there's, man, there's so many possibilities. And uh, what about Vince's office? Everybody wants to see Vince's office. (laughs) Everybody. Well, that's the thing. You know, that's what I was getting at. You know, Titan Tower. We don't. Like, I've never been to Stanford. I have no idea what that building looks like. And that is the majority of the pro wrestling fandom at large. So it's going to be also a look inside this building that we've been looking at for decades. We don't really know what's in there. We've gotten, you know, different looks at different times from behind the scenes, scenes, featurettes. I remember uh, Lesnar went in. Remember about it? I don't know. It was a decade ago, but it was like eight years ago. Ago, and I think it was when it was that feud with Triple H. He went over to Titan Towers and kind of did some damage, but we haven't really gotten in to see it. You talk about Vince's office. I want to see someone get choke slammed on Vince's desk because you know damn well that's like a 10,000 pound desk and that will not have any give in it. So it's let's not going to give. <laughs> no, sir. You know, I can see somebody getting put on one of the, um, when you walk into Titan Tower, you know, there's a stand there where you, um, 
go and talk to the receptionist and, you know, just the receptionist area. Right. I'd like to see somebody get put on top of that and maybe they push one of those big statues of, like, Bruno San Martino or Andre over on top and they move out the way at the last minute, you know, like, uh, uh, oh, my God. I better stop. I better stop. I want to. I want to be on. I want to be involved in this now. I'm shooting my shot. Hey, I was uh, say, you're working yourself into a shoot right now. Well, you hey, did corporate. say you wanted one more. You wanted one more match, right? I do, go. but uh, that's a little overzealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an in ring ground based performer. When you start mentioning ladders and tables and chairs, oh my, no, thank you. Mark's out. No, Mark's out. All right. So what about the main event? Well, actually, I don't know if the, the it's going to be the main event, but the, uh, the Universal Championship match between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Your boy, Mark, uh, we haven't got to talk since WrestleMania, but I know you were very proud to see Strowman get the strap. And now he's we know the match. Um, we saw uh, Braun Strowman on um, Taste of Bliss or Moment of Bliss with Alexa Bliss last night. And Taste of Bliss. Where's Taste your of, brain? Uh, yeah. Well, it's hard to find the words, Mark. It's early in the morning. What do you want from me? Mm. But uh, we saw, we saw <laughs> a little Freudian slip there. Yeah, sir. Pot- potentially there's some minor Freudian slip uh, there. But no, listen, we found out that that is going to be the match that we're looking at. It's going to be happening. Um, it's going to be for the Universal Championship. Uh, we saw last night Bray Wyatt giving a gift to Braun Strowman. It was his old sheep's mask from when he was in the Wyatt family. But listen, yeah. I like that. I like that we have that story to build on. It kind of makes sense that that would be the next natural feud for Braun Strowman. What do you think? happens in this match could you see the belt going back on Wyatt super quick or do you think Strowman's going to get a little bit of a rain here I, I think Rome, uh, Roman I think that Strowman Freudian, is gonna Freudian get slip Mark Henry another 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 <laughs> slip I, I, I think that he's going to get he's going to get a run I, I don't yeah. know if there'll be the finish that we all think is going to happen um, I'm hoping for some organized confusion I, I'm I'm hoping that it looks like a match, tastes like a match, feels like a match, smells like a match, but it's not a match. And something happens where um, Brian makes a big comeback, and all of a sudden, uh, the fiend disappears and leaves Brian. You know, kind of what the hell? W- w- what just happened? You know, like give us that suspense. So we could tell a longer story because ultimately what we want is to be entertained over a longer period of time. Not you can't give people in sports entertainment everything at once because that makes it very hard to to write and tell a story for next week and next month and next year. So um, yeah, string it on. Don't don't uh, don't give it all up at once. Now, let me ask you this. How compelling is this story? Because we just saw uh, a few months ago Bray Wyatt lose pretty convincingly to Goldberg, right? But then he gets back in the win column by having that outstanding Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Now, this match, Mark, is going to be Bray Wyatt. Uh, There was no mention of The Fiend. I don't know what's exactly happened with that separation. But it's going to be Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Does, does, Does Wyatt still, I guess, present to you that danger element, that threat of taking the title? Most definitely. I mean, yeah. he's still a deranged lunatic. And anytime that you put somebody that's off kilter, 
in a situation where somebody can get hurt, then you have something that's going to grab people's attention. And this, sir, has my attention. Yeah. Well, I also like it from a stylistic standpoint, right? They say in the fight game, styles make fights. And, um, you know, Bray Wyatt has had his, his fair share of matchups. And so the same thing can be said about Braun Strowman. But from the standpoint of Bray Wyatt, he has to deal with a monster. I know that Bray Wyatt is the fiend. He is the actual monster if we're, you know, being, I guess, uh, proper here, but no, the, the size of Braun Strowman. I'm interesting to see how that works with Bray Wyatt and what type of match they can put on because I feel like, as I said, styles make fights and I feel like there's a lot they can do there and Bray Wyatt hasn't really got to work with a guy like that too often in terms of size, so I'm kind of intrigued as how that's going to go. Man, there, there's so much that can be done that I will, uh, I will do my best to relay some ideas because last night watching the show, just a flood of ideas was going through my head. It, it was like the match that I always wanted to have, and uh, I, I wrestled the best. Um, the the matches that I had with Taker told stories that you know took my strength away. That did all of these different elements to make it last and to make it entertaining. And that's the way they have to think. They cannot think like a typical wrestling match. That's, that's not the climate that we're living in. Right. Um, we, we have to think outside the box and come up with something that's going to rock people's brains for weeks. And, and, and you know, that's, that's kind of where we are in this pandemic time. Mm-hmm. But um, all of the writers, and I'm, I'm, this is going to be a challenge show. I'm challenging the writers. I'm challenging the talent to come up with something and to think differently than they've ever thought before because you have the ability to do that. Well, Mark, I would honestly say there's probably never, and I, I, I don't have an inside window at all, but I, I, would, I would guess that there's probably never been an I don't know if easier is the right word, but uh, a clearer vessel to getting your ideas over than right now because the company is open to it. They're they're more starved for ideas than ever, especially off the wall, super creative, as you said, outside the box thinking. So this may be the time to motivate certain talent and to light that fire under their ass and to get a little kooky because, hey, that that might play. Yeah, and, and, and when I say that, I mean... There, there's ideas. Everybody has them. You know, I, well, they're like noses, and they all blow. But for the most of the time, you think in the ring. You think uh, what's going to happen in the back. But now that's not the case. We're having matches at the corporate office. We're having matches in the woods. <laughs> We're have, like, I mean, like. Having matches in Mark Henry's Mark Henry's den, busting people man. over the head with diplomas and awards. Oh man, just you know, hit them with trophies and stuff. Just there you go. You know, memorabilia. You know, like I, I can see there being a, a match where you know they the the wall the, the wall of fame match. You know, the people going through and they see all this historical things and this Andre's boot in a big glass encased enclosure and you go to hit him and go uh maybe not that one then you keep going like that's that's what i'm talking about when i start saying thinking out of the box 
that's that's the way you have to think. I mean, I'm just being a clown, but seeing seeing um, honky tonk man's guitar, looking at it, nodding in approval, be like, yeah, we can break this. Bust someone over the head with bang. Guitar. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and you get it, you get it like that. The, did you see the poster for the um, for the for the match at, at yeah, Titan Tower? It's, outsta- it's outstanding. What a great poster! That's yep. that's one that I want. And I want all the people on it to sign it. Like yeah. that's going to be one of the historical posters, and uh, I'm 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 excited, man. This time is so good, it's so bad at the same time. I can't yes, believe I- but that's but that's what we talked about uh, the last show we did, Mark. <laughs> is that you know? Yes, it's it's it, some of it's going to be good, some of it's going to be bad. But what we're hoping, and I, I I feel pretty confidently saying this: this is once in a lifetime, right? So, yes, yeah. it sucks in some times. We're all at home, and it's not what we want. But, you know, oh. WWE's rolling on, and, and this is weird, and it's goofy, but damn it, this is the only time we're going to see it, so let's roll with it. Let's have some fun. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Since this show really started in October, I don't know when the when the uh, love, I guess, started blossoming between Otis and Mandy, but it was pretty soon after we started this show in October, and we have been rolling with these two for what seems like years. These two crazy kids, Otis and Mandy, they, they came together at WrestleMania. It was a beautiful moment, and we got a little bit of that continuation of the storyline last night. Sonya Deville coming out and calling out Mandy Rose, seemingly what we thought Mark was to be an apology to Mandy. She was going to explain herself to uh, Mandy Rose in, in, a, mm-hmm. in a tearful, heartfelt, almost seemingly like an apology sort of situation until she flipped the script and brought the venom and basically called her a bleach bond Barbie doll. And a, and a, and a, and a, a, a what was, I, I don't have the exact phrasing in front of me, but uh, not very nice things to uh, her former BFF, Mandy Rose. Before we get into the venom, Mark Henry, can we just talk from a technical aspect how damn good Sonia Deville landed that promo to start when she was faking the tears and 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 bringing that emotion that was an outstanding promo in my book she did a good job and you know I, I would love to seeing some tears and you know fall but like her performance was very good nonetheless and even Mandy's um expressions to her were really really on point and uh i just hope that they continue to grow everybody yeah. I, I see performing right now is um they're, they're performing at a high level man they they know they have to yeah because the microscope is on so um yeah they they stepped up to the plate last night and hit home runs well, that's the big thing, right? Stepping up when your when your number is called, essentially, right? When your jersey is called, when your number is called, you go out and, as you said, you hit a home run. That's one thing I've always liked about Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Excuse me, they, I don't know, they they they. I guess they do the little things well. Like you can you can see like like Sonya Deville really cares when she's working. She tries to accentuate. She tries to put some stank on it, for lack of a better term. Like she goes hard. I just there's the passion there that I love when I see these guys or these girls in this case work. And uh, I, again, we saw it last night. So uh, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It felt like the the public at large and the fans enjoyed it. And again, Mark, we got a little bit more of a window into where this is headed. It seems like uh, Sony was jealous. That's another thing. Can I just say this about this feud? 
that and this story that has been going on now for months. Listen, Mark, we we had fun with it. We talked about it. We we played it up. It was a really good time going into WrestleMania. Uh, but we but but case in point, I feel like we all knew where this was headed. Right. You saw the text messages. The nation chimed yep. in on social media. They called in. And even with knowing the end result, Mark, it's still fun and it's still enjoyable. And damn it, and that it is still a sign. worked. Yep. Isn't that a sign of great pro wrestling? I think it's a sign of great pro wrestling. I think it's a sign of great booking. I think it's a sign of uh, talent enjoying their work and loving their work and um, pouring themselves into it and making everybody feel like, hey, you have input in this. Like, you, you, that's, that's the thing. Like, you feel like you know the people. And after this is over with and they move on to different points in their life, uh, this will be their sexual chocolate moment. This will be the thing that uh, endears them to people that makes that makes them feel like I know that person. I I know Mandy and Otis. I know Sonya. Yeah. You know, like Dolph Ziggler. I, I I remember that time where you know he stepped in and he tried to take Mandy from Otis. They're gonna remember. People are gonna remember this. This is this is um, this is career building. This is this is uh, giving them a step ladder to the next thing. Yeah, because it's, as you said, another notch in the belt of the pr- proverbial notch in the belt in fans' brains where you can kind of chronologically, oh, yeah, I remember that, or I remember that, and then you, then you catch yourself thinking, damn, they had a pretty good run. Damn, actually, they're pretty good, and now I want to see more from them. So you're exactly right. That was one of those yeah. memories that stuck with you. Okay, so Sonia and, and Mandy had their moment back and forth. Again, we talked about it. Uh, Sonia, uh, an impassioned promo, uh, tearful, heartfelt, and then it kind of took that turn when she attacked uh, Mandy. Now, that was uh, verbally a attacking Mandy. She physically attacked Mandy a little bit later um, in that segment. And Mark, I guess that came on the heels though of Dolph Ziggler coming out and trying to apologize to Mandy. And, and honestly, what felt like a heartfelt message, Hey, Mandy, I'm sorry. We had something. Didn't you feel something? I guess my question to you, Mark, because uh, after Dolph gave that heartfelt apology and, and kind of speech to Mandy, Sony came in and uh, sucker punched Mandy and took her to the floor. And Dolph was kind of like, what the hell are you doing? No, this is not how I wanted this to go. Dolph seemed like he was genuinely conflicted. So I'll ask the question to you. Uh, do you believe Dolph Ziggler? Do you believe Dolph Ziggler is looking for redemption? I do. I think that that's, that's usually what happens when you, uh, you know, you try to plot to, to have a, the ending that you want. And then you grow to go, you know what? Maybe all of this, these other antics is not what I should be doing. I, I, I mean, he even seemed really conflicted before. Uh, this is not the first time that he's felt conflicted, you know. But So uh, I think now it's going to get to the point to where um, Dolph will actually be like, hey, Otis, I made mistakes. And it's gonna babyface him hmm. because if if it's done right and you subtly do it and you you know let it let it go and and the outcome is important is is to 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 boost Dolph and the babyface Dolph. There's the outcome is gonna to have to go Otis's way. So, and. Yeah. Well, what about what about Mark? What about establishing Sonya Deville as even more of a, as of, a, of a heel? As more of a heel. Yeah. Right. Because she once she could turn on Dolph and like I can't believe how weak you become to her and this and <laughs> and you could just man you could right. just let her roll and, and create another monster with her. 
So uh, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot that can be done. There's a lot that's come out of this, and I think it's going to be career building. The one thing that's a negative is where's Tuck? Where's Tucker? And there was no Tucker last night, and except for in the vignettes of uh, when they were, he was saying, "Hey, you hurt my friend." You know, now I think that it's going to be a separation of these two, just like we saw the end to this. Uh, we also saw the end to uh, Otis and Tucker because he basically is going to be like, hey, man, like you spend a lot more time with her. And, and you know, what about us? And yeah, um, yeah. you have you have the matches with um, with. Mandy, him and him and Mandy in the in the mixed tag team matches with Dolph and Sonny. What happens when that's over? Well, old Tucky has been rather supportive throughout all this, so I think if they're going to do it, Mark, I would imagine they do it. Uh, it's going to be it's going to marinate. It's going to be over a long period of time, and you know, I I don't know. I just. Listen, I think Otis can have a nice singles run. I think he can be a singles competitor, but my I think my my real, I guess my real hold back on that or my real reservations would be we never really got to see a proper run out of heavy machinery. So if this is the beginning of the end for heavy machinery, I would be a little bit sad because I don't think we ever saw their full potential as to what they could be as a tag team. Yeah, but what about a year from now? They come back together right before WrestleMania. And you you mean right man. before you, you mean right before Otis and Mandy's wedding in Los Angeles? Yeah, before the wedding. <laughs> like, hey, man. Um, I've been talking to Mandy and she's, she said, we should get back together. Are you, I like it. Are you down? You know, like, <laughs> and, and then you have the brothers yes. at arms. Let's so go. I mean, there's this pro wrestling, man. Like you, yeah. if you could think it, it could be done. And I think that we've gotten away from, if you can think it, it could be done. I think that we, we tend to, uh, there's a lot of people and, and no disrespect to our, our writers or, um, people in, in, in the, um, in the production of pro wrestling, not just with the WWE or AEW and the big companies, but even the independent companies, is we're thinking what wrestling has done. Now you have to think about Hollywood. You have to think about, uh, you know, literary, uh, classics like, bring out the best in every form of creative entertainment. And if pro wrestling can adopt that philosophy, you know, who's going to win us, the fans. Damn right. That's right. And, and we have been I mean, so far. Yep. Yeah. I'm talking we about really some have. of these, some of these great comic book writers. Um, they kind of have it the idea, but they just got to know the characters. We know the characters. We just got to, you know, try to, you know, keep pumping our input. You know, if the, if I keep had the those pen. ideas, exactly. If I bring had, and speaking, and speaking of, if we had the pen mark, I'm still waiting to meet uh, Otis's mom because Otis's mom clearly loves Mandy. She baked yes. for Mandy. There is so much leg room with the possibility of who Otis's mom is, what she could be, the type of character that she could be in the role that she could play with this. Because Mark, some of the best stuff that we saw from Otis and Mandy and everybody else involved in this storyline is outside the ring. So let's keep getting goofy. Bring in mama Otis. Let's go. I have a question. Okay. Would you be opposed 
And you, you would think, okay, a big burly mom, or do we have this tiny, docile, sweet old lady mom? Uh, I think I would want more like Kathy Bates and Waterboy. So I think I would rather want <laughs> a, a bigger, crazier, like, because, I mean, Otis is just outside the box. I mean, listen, there's payoff with both. And that's a great question. There is payoff with both of those sort of angles. If you want to go like the dainty, yeah. quiet, polite, Midwestern mom that's like, oh, geez, oh, Otis, sweetie. you're such a sweetheart. Let me tell you, oh, boy, oh, Mandy, you're what so great. What is that on your face? Boy. Come yeah, here, yeah. let me get that <laughs> off your face. But then there's something about having, like, like a Mama. Real, life, real life female Otis that just comes out and is like grunting and growling and making like ridiculous ass noises and being like a true mother of Otis. I really don't know. I'm going to throw that question back at you. Which one do you want? Oh, man. I can see the benefit of both. And sure. Uh, but like you said, you know, I think that the Kathy Bates, yes. um, just the, the, the water boy type mom would be entertaining as hell. Yep. And she it's wouldn't so take no shit off Sonya. <laughs> and you're like, mama, go. mama, put that away. You can't do that. Like, we'll go to jail. There's people around. <laughs> uh, I, I, she better stay away from me. And I, oh, it'd be so good. It, so. Dude, is that not the whole year right there? I'm being serious. Is that not the whole year with the story? You have mom, you have potential heat with Tucky and then you have the wedding potentially at Los Angeles. Like, I feel like that just wrote itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's anything could be done. That's true. We're, we're in the time of anything could be done, bro. <laughs> I'm so excited about this, this, this whole ankle and not so much this time in the world, but it is bringing out a lot of creative juices. That it is. That it is. Now, speaking of creative juices, I want to end on this because um, one thing that we did see during a lot, of, a couple points throughout the show and something we've been seeing now for a few months is, is the glitch that's happening. The truth will come out. Um, mm. the, the man behind the, the desk, if you will, the woman behind the desk, potentially man, woman behind the desk. Uh, we saw a little clip last night where it was shots of tag teams, Mark, the Usos, uh, New Day, Otis and Mandy. It was all these little flashes, but they were tandems, and it was teasing towards something. We're building towards something. So, I mean, listen, this is clearly something that WWE is invested in. It's a story that they've been telling for over months. I'm very curious as to where it goes. We thought that it was just going to involve Otis and Mandy, or at least I did. Like, that was going to be maybe the extent of it, but that doesn't seem to be the case. This seems to be more of a all-encompassing WWE universe sort of thing. Where do you think this is going? You know what, man? Um, I said it from the beginning that I, I was hoping that it would be CM Punk mm. and that it would be his introduction back to pro wrestling and to be able to tell the story of you want the truth, I'm going to give you the truth. And I've been around here watching, and I've exposed the truth at some small levels. But now... I'm going to share the truth on everything. And then you can have him just pipe bomb the shit out of the wrestling business. Yeah. And, you know, nobody, <clears throat> nobody talks about AEW. They can point, you know, like, I mean, this is, this could be the, the one that's like, huh, we, we did that already. Didn't we? I'm just telling the truth, you know, just do stuff like that. I yeah. mean, it, you can let that character be the 
lightning rod of hate, if you will. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. First of all, I think I said it to start the show. It really was a really solid week in professional wrestling for, you know, audience list shows from Monday Night Raw, who I thought had a really good show on Monday night, uh, to AEW, to NXT, to even SmackDown last night. I, I didn't think it was the strongest show, but it was a good enough show to where I was entertained throughout the two hours, and it was a good show. I enjoyed it. We didn't even talk about Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, which was a 15-minute, wow. uh, just a Classic. superb. It really was. It was a, a great, 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 great match. I could watch those. Uh, what's the chant, Mark? Fight forever. <laughs> you can fight forever if you want yeah. to. Fight yeah. forever. Oof. Even well. even Sheamus. How good does Sheamus look? Yep. It's going to be interesting. I know we we haven't seen Sheamus in a real solid match now uh, since he's come back. So yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, and uh, I think we got an idea of where that might be headed uh, for old Sheamus in terms of where his next feud might be going. But uh, even with that said, with all the good wrestling shows that happened this week, I think this is probably the best week of quarantine in terms of pro wrestling shows and these audience list shows. I have to be a little bit of a homer here, and I, and I say homer because a moment that I. I have been waiting for for about five years, half a decade, Mark, probably a little bit more is actually a man that you and I talked about. Um, I don't remember when it was. It was in my car. It was a year or two ago. I told you about a man in Las Vegas that I had seen wrestling at a beer festival about five minutes from my house. It was a it was a weekend afternoon. It was a Sunday afternoon. Um, the man I'm talking about was acting as, a, as, a, as essentially a valet. He wasn't in the ring, but he was working ringside and he was in a feud with someone that was getting beaten down and he was leaning in on his ear and he I just remember getting I was right next to the ring there was no one at this show it was it wasn't it was cold weather the crowd didn't turn out there were a few people scattered and by a few I mean a few Um, and this man was leaning into this the other wrestler that was getting beaten down and he was he was working Mark and he was he he was whispering in his ear you're a piece of shit and you're never gonna make it he's like you have no idea what it takes to make it in this ring and he was just he the passion and the venom that was coming out of his voice I, I couldn't believe it because as I said there was nobody there but I knew if this guy could work like that when there was no crowd I couldn't imagine what he would be like when he had the world in his palm and I am talking about cross carry on Cross now in the WWE, Killer Cross and other uh, uh, avenues, Kevin Cross, uh, the Cross, whatever you want to TikTok, what, however you want to describe Cross. I know some people are familiar with him in Impact. He made his NXT NXT debut on Wednesday night, uh, Mark, by uh, really just, I mean, kind of just taking the show over, uh, obviously attacking Tommaso Ciampa as the show went off the air. We only got a quick look at him. Uh, but just for me to finally see Cross have his moment and to take the next step in his career, he's got the look, Mark. He's got the attitude. He's got the passion. Uh, NXT gets my weekly winner for that reason. The man that I have have pegged as a future on some level of this business in some ways finally made his debut in the WWE. And Mark, just selfishly, I was happy for the guy. Yeah, and you know what? Like, uh, I can't say that I was happy for him because I I, I don't have the history that you have with him. Uh, but I've watched matches and 
he is a very valuable asset. I think that he he's one that you can sink your teeth into. Um, and also, I, I want to know who who there was a boot. There was a ladies' boot that came into frame, mm-hmm. and I'm like, who's the woman that's going to be with him? It's a mystery, and uh, you know, mystery women. That's, that's pretty pretty good combination. Both you're okay with mystery that. and women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, I would love to see uh, where they're going to go with this. I have my ideas. But, um, you know, I, I like to hear some fan um, ideas. I, I like to get some, some emails and some, uh, some, some, some tweets and uh, some DMs from, you know, Instagram. Like, what do you think as fans uh, about Killer Cross? And I'm yeah. sure that everybody's, you know, researched him and looked him up on the Internet. Like, give us, give us a call, man. Give, reach out to us. Um, we're going to, I think we're going to be able to. I think Dave announced it yesterday that um, we're going to be able to take calls again next week. Thank and I'm excited. Right. Oh, my God, I miss the nation, man. And I know they miss us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, until then, until we do get the call capability coming back, uh, yeah, you can reach out via social media, via the tweets. And uh, chime in. We'll get to Mark's weekly winner here in a second. But another thing I have to say about NXT, uh, Cross was not the only debut on Wednesday night. We also got the debut of a man a lot of us have been waiting for, longest reigning Evolve champion uh, in the company's history, Timothy Thatcher. No nonsense, gritty, uh, a shooter, if you will, in some regards, just coming in there to absolutely whip ass. And he made his debut as Matt Riddle's tag team partner on NXT. Very fitting as Riddle and Thatcher had a a great feud back in Evolve. They teamed up on Wednesday night. And again, we got the debut of Tim Thatcher alongside uh, with Killer Cross, but uh, Thatcher coming earlier in the show. That was very exciting for me as well, uh, Mark, to see Thatcher make his debut. Yeah. um, When I, when the first time that I saw him work, I was like, it it just reminded me so much of Daniel Bryan. Um, Just a, a taller guy, more you know, um, lengthy guy. You can see he's not a really huge, thick guy, but his work style is very fit Finley, like very Mm -hmm. in your face. A matter of fact, holes, reversals. He's got everything. He's got the full package. Uh, and you know, like when you talk about, you know, who's your weekly winner, raw, raw and, and, and AEW, and SmackDown were good shows, but I would have to give the nod to NXT from the debuts, from the uh, the in-ring work, the uh, stories ending. Uh, Johnny, uh, I, I thought, like, you know, oh, it's over with. But, oh, my God, who is this beating? Chunk? Man, Johnny just can't get enough. He's going to get kicked out. And it wasn't Johnny. Yeah. It wasn't. And it- yeah, and and, and you know, it was just like, oh my God, what a what a good show. So if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> and uh I would have to give my nod to NXT. You know what? Uh, uh another thing that 
you know, I'm looking forward to in terms of NXT as we sit here talking about NXT. As I listen, the the commentary team at NXT has been doing a really good job, but I, I can't help but feel like there is a massive void being left in NXT, and that is obviously with the absence of Mauro Ronaldo. I can't yeah. wait until he gets back and he starts calling the action again, Mark, because, listen, there, there are a lot of people who do the job well um, and have done the job well throughout pro wrestling history. I truly put Mauro Ronaldo uh, and at the top of that list. His passion, his creativity, his 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 emotion and his energy and the way he calls a match. It's authentic. It's just, I guess what I'm saying, Mark, in a long roundabout way, the dude is missed. No, he's definitely missed. And, and, and I, I miss him on every show. Yeah. I, I would love to hear him on raw. I'd love to hear him on SmackDown. Um, Hell, I'd like to hear him on AEW, New Japan, <laughs> ROH, sure. name somebody. Literally everything. Like, I mean, he, he is. Hey, his, people his forget. Voices. He was the voice of Floyd. He was the voice of Floyd Mayweather, Mark. I mean, this is a dude who's called some of the biggest fights in the world. Yeah. And and he, he's like really, really good. I mean, it's beyond good. Like this this guy is a staple in sports entertainment. And uh he is definitely sorely, sorely missed. Yeah. And another thing as we talk about uh NXT, it looks like we're getting Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream, Mark, and I am over the moon at the possibilities of what could happen with that. First of all, I think Velveteen Dream, yeah, I get it. Um, he's a mix of Prince and whatever else you want to throw out there, a little Jimi Hendrix in there, um, but he is uniquely his own. He is a an engaging character, a fun character to watch. I can't think of a, a, a bad Velveteen Dream match. He's just one of those guys that whenever he's on my TV, Mark, I'm locked in. I care about it. That's somebody I want to see. And Finn Balor, the Prince, I, I don't really know what more needs to be said about that guy. We talked a little bit earlier in hour one about styles making fights. Yes, that directly applies to the Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor. The possibilities and the chemistry and the creativity that I think those two could work inside a squared circle. But I am all for it. I'm there for months. I'm there for years. I am on board with seeing these two go at it for as long as the WWE wants to put them in there together. You know what? And the thing about has there ever been a, 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 a uneventful uh, Finn match? Uh, probably, I, I mean, every not, match not that really. I've seen, yeah, not has really. Been really, really high level work. Very, very believable. Yeah, work, and the stories always end and flow into something else. Like it's just really well thought out. I've never seen a match and I can't, I've been, I tried. I, I went back and I said last night in my notes, when was the last time he had just like a dud? And even when he was injured and he had to go away, hell of a match, hell of a match. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have known that he was injured. And I was like, damn, well, Velveteen Dream, you add that element, an enigma, a guy that can work his ass off with anybody at any style. He's proved it, and he's got that flair. And I thought that, you know, it, the storyline that he was, you know, that he was in with Strong was not uh, up to his abilities. And I think it was just kind of place filler type stuff, but. I think this is the one. 
This is going to yeah. be the Champa Gargano. This is going to be, um, it's going to get so much of the time and effort in the show that we don't even realize what's about to happen. Both of these guys are so, so good that we could get one of those Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart type of matches out of these guys. We can get a classic uh, Undertaker, uh, Shawn Michaels type match, like a series of matches. Yeah. Because they both are so uh, unbelievably talented as well as interesting. They both have interesting qualities, not just the work and the wrestling, but you care about the antics, you care about the outside influence the presence the guns the um we talked about the flamboyance the prince like nature of velveteen like man there's so much that that can be done i'm 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 really really happy about this as a wrestling fan yeah, absolutely. And as we close the book on Weekly Winner, I do want to mention something from AEW because I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. I thought one of the things that they did really well uh, this week, and it was a fine show, uh, the, the empty arena match with Hager and, and Moxley, uh, it was it was fine. I, I, it was good-ish. It, was, it certainly wasn't great in my book, but it was enjoyable. I'll tell you the thing that I really enjoyed um, probably more than anything from that was the build throughout the show towards that main event. Yes. And AEW pulling actually some friends of mine, some colleagues of mine, Ariel Hawani, uh, I know Ron Funches, uh, some of those, uh, Dan Soder, the actor uh, I met a couple of times, but uh, specifically Ariel with ESPN, a guy I've known for over 10 years, kind of offering his expertise and his analysis on the show and, and kind of getting everyone's opinion and kind of giving it that, I don't know, that big fight feel and breaking yeah. it down with an analysis. That's something I would, I would like to see the WWE kind of work into their potentially into their product, because I just think there's a realism and there's a authenticity there that I thought that, that I thought all elite wrestling really uh, hit hard and they hit nailed hard. it. Yeah, I thought so. I'm glad, I'm glad. To and hear and you the whole, it. the whole analysis of, of, of his finish and the, the him and his wife and training and yeah, going through things like man that it it was really really good it reminded me of one of those hbo um fight night type storylines the and uh the 24 7 24 7 yeah, yeah like it was it was really good man they did a they did a hell of a job and even uh the the the, the murder hawk uh the battle hawk uh, murder hawk lance yep lance lance archer uh really shined he looks like a million bucks and no matter who you put him in the ring with, uh, he always comes across as a guy that is dangerous and is kind of like a wild card. He, 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 it, you can do everything right. And then you can hit one of those triggers and he could do so much. You, you watch him work and he wasn't in the ring with no slouch. I mean, Cocabana is a, legitimate bona fide and one of my favorite wrestlers in the world because of the entertainment value that he adds. He knows so much about wrestling. He does things that nobody else does because a lot of people deem the things that he does is old school corny uh, uh, type of stuff. But I love to see the finishes and he did like three or four of those things that he did was very reminiscent of Owen Hart. And I mean, the float over leg hook where 
he got a pinning combination out of it, and then um, Lance Archer kicked out of it. Man, there, there's the the subtleties of Coke Cabana style was great. I mean, it was it was just a really really good uh, show, and it was hard for me to um, go against it. But the anytime you you have an introduction to a new character that says interesting yeah. uh you have to give that the nod and, and i had to give uh killer cross the nod yeah well uh, I'm, I'm that warms my heart mark and i do want to know this as you talk about lance archer jake the snake roberts dude like are you kidding me the work that he's been doing I, I i am so proud of that guy just as a, a wrestling fan and literally i mean living his story from the outside looking in obviously you were around for a lot of that and you have a different perspective but as a fan to to think that I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, not to be morbid, Mark, but I, I didn't really expect Jake Roberts to be here in the year 2020. And I mean, on planet earth for him to not only be planet earth, but to be back in pro wrestling and to be killing it in AEW. J it, it's it, a blessing. It's a godsend, it, 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 man. Yeah. It is so awesome to see. I can't imagine what you feel like watching this take place, man. I, I, I pray that, um, Cody Rhodes, all the powers that be at AEW, uh, and that they get their just due while they're on earth. I don't want it to be down the road. Yeah. Uh, man, they did a good job with Jake and helping him get uh, to where he is. And Diamond Dallas Page, you know what? None of us are perfect. And we've all done things in this world that, you know, we have to answer the guy for. Preach. But Paige should get a do not go to jail, do not go to hell, go <laughs> straight to heaven card because yeah. of what he did for Jake. To pull him from the sewers and uh, uh, being on the street, basically. And to where he is, has him living in his house and him be clean and him be functioning at a high level again. That's only by the grace of God, man. That, that just don't happen randomly. And I know that I've gone off on this Jerry Falwell tangent, uh, but <laughs> that's not common. Yeah. What's happening is not common. And, AEW should be commended for the work that they're doing uh, with rehabilitating Jake Roberts and giving new life. I mean, I, I hope when I'm I'm his age that I can still be relevant to the wrestling fan, not the not just the the old that have an understanding of who you are, yeah, but the young. I heard two kids. One that were friends of Jacobs that watch wrestling and they were talking wrestling. And he said that, um, um, the, the line about, um, a wise man once said that you should only be worried about this and that. And he turned his back and walked away from the kid. And I, I just busted out laughing because that's old school wrestling. And, this is a, a 10, 12-year-old kid doing what we got to see growing up. And that is different. 
is different. And uh, they should all should be very happy with themselves. But I think that we should give them more credit and more love for what they've been able to do to one of our own. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.